Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. to just get you up and ready to rock and no, roll. and we're on. That's my line. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Laura. I'm the mom. I wanted to throw you for a loop today. You did. I didn't like it. I'm like slow paced. My brain is on slow-mo, so you can't do that. The look on your face. I was Priceless. Like, <laughs> I was dumbfounded. What's going on? What's going on? Nothing. No? No. Hey, you know, I am loving this weather. I feel like a new person. Do you? Yeah. This is like perfect weather for me. 68, 70. Oh, yeah. The sun is shining, but it's not like baking your flesh off. No, I know. We had a couple like 85 degreeers that was like, uh, <laughs> no. I can't. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. only going to get worse for me. The bigger I get, I'm going to get uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, speaking of fun weather. Yes. Yeah. Both of our topics today are like outdoorsy. Ooh. <laughs> in I love different, it. In different ways. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of outdoorsy. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. No. <laughs> I think there's a misconception. Yeah. Maybe because I love plants and I love to be out, uh, you know, hiking and foraging for plants. Yes. That I maybe am interested in taking to a canoe or, you know. Athleticism. Yes. The white <laughs> Rapids? No. 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 Does anyone think that about you? I don't know. I sure hope not. I'm just, I want to stop that, you know, like, let any me thought just, of that right there. Yeah. Um, I think I've been pretty blunt. I am not outdoorsy. I like going outside, but yeah, not, not often. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> and to paint you an even better picture, yeah, yeah. I recall a time, I can't remember what grade you were in. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. Where it was like the yearly trip to... Yeah, in my school and I think the surrounding schools, like every fifth grade class mm-hmm. got to go to Deer Valley, mm-hmm, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, on like a big trip and stay in a cabin. Yes. It was actually Love very that. cute. Love that. Love that. And, you know, I didn't really have any friends. So Laura <laughs> always was my chaperone. So that I could, like, have a friend. I always got volunteered. <laughs> I just always volunteered you. You're coming. <laughs> You're coming. <laughs> I was, like, three days, I think. Yeah, it was very fun, very cute. Um, but, you know. <laughs> this is the perfect example of why you can't let us loose in the wild. No, so, like, they had, uh, it was a lot of a lot of activities, mm-hmm, which, you mm-hmm. know, we're not good at. We don't like to join. We're not joiners. We're not joiners. <laughs> I've never been. Even in fifth grade, I was like, no, thanks. It's not for me. Um, but the first one that comes to my mind was the fishing. <laughs> this is Lee bad. trying to fish. Yeah, because Lee you're not down with that anyway. No, I absolutely do not want to hurt a poor little fishy. Yes. Why would I want to do that? Right. That sounds awful. Right. And so I was not into it from the jump. <laughs> so instead of catching a fish, <laughs> what you caught was Dude, somebody's was it my crotch. Prin- was it my principal? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. We had a principal mm-hmm. that was just like so mean. 
Yes. And stern. Right. And I'm pretty sure he was standing behind me. I think he followed us throughout the entire uh, three days. He I knew think I was up he's to no like, good. He saw the two of us and he's like, <laughs> this is going to be trouble bad. right there. I better keep an eye on these two. Yeah, yeah. So he was like behind me. Okay. Yeah. And they're trying to teach you how to like, what is it? Cast? Yeah. Cast this the is going to be bad. I yeah. don't know the terms. <laughs> You're like in the air. You're trying to like. <laughs> I'm trying to motion. <laughs> cast a rod. Uh-huh. Okay. So I go to like cast back and my hook <laughs> flies back there and it gets stuck on this dude's pants right near his fucking the crotch right near the, right in the crotch yes and then and then w- everybody was so shocked <laughs> no one knew what to do nobody knew yeah but i'm sitting there trying to pull right right and you're yanking rod. right and you're yanking i'm yanking him like you're yanking his wanky <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because everybody ran to help him, and it looked like a freaking twister board. It did. And I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there innocently trying to just still fish. I'm like, I don't know what's going on because I don't do this. Um, So that was great. Yeah. Well, what came to my mind is when everybody had to report to, like, um, I don't know, uh, one of the little cabins and watch some sort of movie. I think think this was about fishing, how to fish. I think it was how to fish. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Must have missed it. You weren't paying attention because you had— I had gas. But I don't understand. And you were sitting on, like, those, like, metal— It was, like— Kind of like— like in a football stadium? Yes, stadium seating, <laughs> the metal. And you were sitting there, and of course the principal was right behind us again. I know. And you <laughs> let loose, and it like echoed. <laughs> it had a timbre to it. It rattled the whole seat. And I will, like, I, the, here is one thing about me. I will admit to a fart. I have absolutely no shame. Like, I don't care where I am. I right. could be talking to, mm-hmm. I don't know, Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. And if I let one mm-hmm. rip... I, I'll tell you. Like, I'll let you know. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was me. Yeah. I think everyone knew. Yeah. And I think. again, the sound. <laughs> the sound. It's very clear where it was coming from. throughout the room. And, of course, the principal was like, that's so uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Did you raise this little, you know, beastly child <laughs> to and flatulate in public? <laughs> flatulating everywhere. Uh-huh. Catching him with my fucking fish hook. Oh, uh-huh. my God. But my favorite. No, this is my favorite because, again, Laura, she loves to be outdoors, whatever. Yeah. But we had to hike. There yeah. was like a portion of this. Yeah. That, and it wasn't like a small Fucking hike. backpack. It would, no, it wasn't a small hike. It was the tallest point in <laughs> like, fucking Pennsylvania or something, the highest elevation or something. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And we were going to the top. And because you were a chaperone. Yeah. Right. You had to like lead the way. And yeah. we had like another, some yeah. other guy was like in yeah. charge of yeah. <laughs> the group. As yeah. well. And he was like going at it like a. He was like, power walking. Yeah, he was power walking. Laura couldn't make it. I, I was like halfway up the hill. I was like, leave me, leave me. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, we leave no man behind. And I was like, fuck you, dude. Dude, she was like so pissed. I was at like, this just guy. leave me. Get me on the <laughs> get me on the, get me on the flip-flop. I don't care about seeing the tie, the highest elevation. Yeah. So that yeah. you know, we're really outdoorsy. <laughs> Not. That's all we have to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different outdoorsy <laughs> is yeah. the thing. I'm not at all. Like, let me. Yes. Right? I Would love you? to be outside, but I'm a, 
a, a sit quietly with nature. Serene. And serene. And I am Virgo, not. Virgo, earth mama. Yeah. Yes. I'm not trying to like zip line or any of that shit. No, Spelunk. No. Spelunk? No, no, I'm not spelunking. <laughs> Is right? spelunking done in ice? No, it's just like rock. In a cave. Yeah, in a cave. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, that's really not up here. <laughs> no. Ice. Winter sports. <laughs> no, and I'm definitely out. Can you imagine her skiing? Like, oh, you, my God. You know what? I almost want to do it just because. No. I don't think you'd make it. That'd be Sonny Bono, and that makes me <laughs> I'd be like, it would not be good. It would not, not be, good. be good. No. <laughs> But I still want to see it. <laughs> that will never if we, happen. If your safety was guaranteed, I'd do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> we could put her in a bubble and just have the skis sticking out the bottom. <laughs> Literally. I went skiing one time when I was little, and it's never. I've never tried it again. It was bad. It was just bad. Oh, my gosh. So anytime you have the opportunity to get outdoors with these two. I would take it. Yeah. It's a good time. Poor Jake over there. He is really outdoorsy. Yeah. If anyone wants to go on a hike with me, it's a fact check Jake on Instagram. I accept all DMs. He's like, how did I end up with this bitch? (laughs) Fucking hell. Well. Yeah, Jake is aspiring to climb Mount Everest. <laughs> he said to me, what trail did you say you wanted to hike the other day? I would like to go on the Appalachian Trail. I'd like to do the whole thing one day. Or Appalachian. And eyes are as, like, as big as flying saucers And what was here. the other one? You know, the like the one that they talked about in that movie and book Wild. What's that trail? <laughs> is, that, uh, is that the Pacific Crest? Yes. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Fact check it. Just he's making, but he's making plans. He said, like the other day, at we're laying in bed, and he's like, "I'd really like to do that one day. Do you think you'd want to do that?" And I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" In what world, buddy? In what world? <laughs> I wouldn't make it two fucking inches. <laughs> yeah, it's the Pacific Crest Trail from Wild. Yeah, it's like that day that we decided that we were going to do a juice cleanse, and you lasted 20 minutes, and then I caught you eating a piece of pizza, and That's- you're like, "I'm done." <laughs> That's Jake's favorite story to tell. He loves to tell people that. I failed big time. I got dizzy. I felt faint. So I had woozy over here. I had to have pizza. I went straight for the goods. It was a reward. The look on your face when I caught eating the slice and you're like, I was dizzy. I felt woozy. I just can't do it. Where's your juice? In the trash. Fuck that juice. Uh, good one. Yeah, well, we're just a great little bunch over here. There you go. There you go. Why do farts always come into play with me, though? I, mm. I should maybe think about that. I think it's because I'm so open and honest. Yes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> was that place for a fart right there? It was just like a did placeholder? You, I wonder if your mic caught it. Because did you hear it? I did. I'll sweeten it up if it's a little too quiet. Oh, fuck it. Uh, let it rip. Let it run. so uncouth. Especially now that I'm pregnant. Like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. Shit. Well, on that note. Oh, fuck God. <laughs> All right. Well, here's, you know, the segment where we tell you to go check out our Patreon. Yes. Please. It's how you keep the show going. Okay. Yes. We need some support over here. We sure do. We sure fucking do. This is a lot of work, you know, and anytime someone signs up for our Patreon, it's like a big old pat on the back. Yes, we Keep love it. Keep going, friends. Um, and you get a lot of cool perks in yes. return. Yes. There's a bunch of different levels. Go check it out. It will be linked in our show notes. Of course. Um, and if you 
can't do that or you want to do something else, rate us on Spotify and Apple. Hey, Please. Hey, I'm going to say something. We do have it. thousands of listeners. Yes. We see the numbers and we only have like hundreds of ratings. Yes. So pick up the pace <laughs> or pick up the pace. Jake, what do you got this week? I will replace all of your Tupperware lids with ones that are one size too small. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Ain't that a bitch? That is a bitch. When you can't find the I right hate size when lid. That happens. So do you want that to be you? No. How will you have your leftovers? <laughs> Go give us a rating. We cannot stress to you how much it helps the show. Like, that is the number one way that we can be found by new listeners and grow. Yes. So please go do that. A written review, specifically on Apple, is like the holy grail. That is the holy grail. Because let's—I'm going to break it down. You ready? Yeah. Miss technology here. Every celebrity and their mother and brother (laughs) and sister are now doing a podcast. Yeah. And they have tons of money backing them. And they hit the charts right up there. Immediately. And it buries the small creators. Yeah. We're in the same category as these celebrities. Yes. Like TV and film. And by the way, we are not celebrities. We are not not celebrities. If you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the way for people to see us and get new listeners is through your loving, kind reviews. Right? (laughs) Yes, Laura. Yes. I I love when you do this. (laughs) She's like, let me think of the technological words. (laughs) If Laura can explain it and do it, okay, so can you. So So please, guys, please please And if you have done so already, thank you. We love you so much. We're sending you a giant hug. Only you, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready to get into it? I'm ready to get into it. Let's do it. Um, I've been waiting to do this one for a while. Okay. Okay, so I took a break from horror. Yes. The last few weeks. Yeah. And you know what? I, I always, had you, girl. I had your back. You had my back. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but it's time for Mama to come home. There you go. You know what? This Do is it. my. This is where I like to be. This is where you shine. This is where I shine. I, it's always hard for me while I like to give my brain a break mm-hmm. from horror. It's just what I like to do, so right? then I always come right back to yeah. it. So if you Google... Like top horror movies of all time. Yes. Horror movies you have to see before you die. Yes. All of that. This one will always be on the list. It's on the list. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand why. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about it. I am one of those people. So. Are you? Yes, I am. I'm going to school you today, so I'm Laura. really, I'm really happy to, that you're doing this. I am doing The Blair Witch Project. Let's do it. Ooh, it's a 1999, come on Ooh, now, Okay. found footage horror film mm-hmm, rated mm-hmm. R. And here's your tagline. It's a long one. Okay. Okay. In October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. Ooh. Spooky, right? Uh, Written and directed by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. And here's your cast. Okay. This is an interesting one. Heather Donahue as... Heather Donahue. Nice. <laughs> nice. Michael C. Williams as Michael Mike Williams. Williams. And Joshua Leonard as Joshua Josh <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> and this will make sense. I love it. As I continue. All right. Here's the rundown. As the tagline stated, it's October of 1994, which, come on now. Yeah. What was I like one? Yeah. Oh my gosh, little tot. Three film students, Heather, Mike, and Josh, are traveling to Burkittsville, Maryland to make a documentary film about the Blair Witch, which is like a local urban legend. Okay. Or so they think. Mm-hmm. When they arrive, they start interviewing residents of the town and are told the following. Okay. 
The story of the Blair Witch was often told to the local kids by their parents who wanted to scare them into being good. It's like a common theme, right? Yeah, we talked about that in La Llorona. Yes, yes, yes. Um, A woman named Mary Brown, who everyone thinks is kind of crazy, supposedly met this Blair Witch. Okay. And she was hairy like a horse. That's what, like, they got Mary was hairy? No. The the Blair Witch was. (laughs) (laughs) Mary was hairy, TM. No, they go to interview this woman. Okay. And all she has to say about it is, like, that the witch was was hairy. She was hairy. She's like, she took off her shawl. Okay. The witch was wearing a shawl. She was wearing a shawl. Yeah. Lore, right (laughs) Right, up up my alley. And when she took it off, she was just hairy. That's, like, all she had to say Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All (laughs) right. So keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, The woods of Burkittsville are haunted by the witch. Okay. And thus, a bunch of awful shit always happens there. Okay. For instance, in the late 1800s, a young girl named Robin Weaver went missing in the woods only to return three days later. She spoke of seeing a spooky old woman whose feet never touched the ground. And she didn't mention the hair. And she was hairy. (laughs) (laughs) She was hairy as fuck. Uh, In the 1940s, Rustin Parr lived in the woods up on the mountain and was thought to be somewhat of a hermit. Mm -hmm. One day he waltzes into town and says, I'm finally finished. Uh No one knew what he was talking about. Turns out he kidnapped and murdered seven children down in his basement. Ew. Okay, where he would take them in pairs, force one to stand in the corner, and listen while he killed the other one. Oh, that's... This is a horror movie. I said that, That's disturbing. Yeah, Yeah. very, right? This is a horror movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) I always just feel like... Yeah. Let me bring that... Let me make sure you know that. All right, so our three film buffs decide to head off into the woods Mm -hmm. to research all of this, camping at night and exploring during the day. Because remember, they're making, like, a documentary film. Right. Uh, Their first stop is Coffin Rock, where five men were found brutally murdered sometime in the 19th century. Mm. It appeared to be ritualistic, and the bodies later disappeared mysteriously. Ooh, maybe they're in the rocks, the coffin. (laughs) Coffin Rock. Coffin Rock. I like that name. The gang's next stop is an old cemetery, but they get lost on the way and instead find seven big piles of rocks called Cairns. Cairns? Mm. <laughs> Cairns. 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 <laughs> C-A-I-R-N-S. Mm. I don't know mm-hmm, how to say mm-hmm. that, but I had to look it up. Those are man-made, okay, piles uh-huh. of rocks, and they're like markers of some sort. So they okay. usually indicate like they're a burial mound. Yes, okay? yes, okay. John's clumsy ass accident. No, John. No, Josh. Josh. (laughs) I'm like, who's John? Who's John? (laughs) Nope. Josh's clumsy ass accidentally knocks one of these rock mounds over. And from here on out, shit really starts hitting the fan for Uh our group. Uh Uh-oh. He done fucked up. Yeah. Don't stop touching things that aren't yours. You know what I mean? If I saw that, I would move so far fucking away. Like, come on now. My my juicy peach wouldn't get anywhere near that. No, can do. No. So later that night, as they're camping, the group hears the sound of twigs snapping all around them. Hmm. No, thank you. Animals? Well, no. It sounds very, like, deliberate. Yes. Okay. Uh, They look around, but no one is there. Okay. So they try to hike back to their car the next day, but get completely lost and end up having to camp out yet again. Uh-oh. That's like my worst fucking yes, nightmare. Right? No, thank you. When they wake up the next morning, the group finds three of these big rock piles, cairns, mm-hmm. carns, surrounding their tent. Oh, that sucks. Absolutely uh-huh, not. Uh-huh. They also realize that Heather's map is now missing. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So at this point, everyone is getting irritable, mm-hmm. okay, and they're starting to, like, turn on each other. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? But they try to find their way out of the woods. And as they are trucking along, they stumble upon a bunch of wooden stick figures mm-hmm. dangling from the trees. Now, yes. this is where I say, <laughs> this doesn't sound creepy, but do you right. remember the first time you saw this movie? I do, yeah. This made me shit my pants. All these stick figures, no. No. Did not no. scare you? No. Oh my God. I was like, why is this scary? Dude, Seriously? I disagree. It's like very occult looking, all of very this shit. Very occult, yeah. So you have to imagine they look like tiny people mm-hmm. made of sticks and twigs. Yeah. And it looks very... Yeah, ritualistic. Like something's going on. I actually have to say the first what, the first time I saw this was in the movie theater. Oh, really? And it was so packed. Yeah. And I had gone with a bunch of people, like fifteen people, and it was so packed that we had to sit in the front row of the theater. Ooh. And the camera, like I was so nauseous. Yeah. So it might have, you know, uh, skewed my experience. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I was like that with paranormal yeah. activity. Yes. I got really sick. So, yeah, I guess I should have said, I, I feel like everyone knows this movie. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen it, you right. know of what's going on. Yeah. It's found footage, so that means they're filming. Yeah. And you're seeing, like, I don't what know how to what they're filming. Their yes. point of view. Yeah. So it's very shaky. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, front row seating, Oof, no. not it. Yeah. But I, little Lee in 1999, was shitting her damn pants Terrified. over these stick figures yeah. in the woods. All right, so now that the group mm-hmm. is also shorting themselves, yes, right. no doubt, yes. right? Uh, because so there's somebody in the woods with them. There's somebody in the yeah. woods with them, and they're starting to think that it's the Blair Witch, yes. right? So the sharding only continues that night as they are woken up to their tent being rattled mm-hmm. and the sounds of children giggling, like, all around them. Uh-oh. Children giggling, no. <laughs> oh, it's better than children crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sound, it just breaks my heart. Okay, they hide out in the woods for the night, like they have to escape their mm-hmm. tent, and oh. they just stay in the woods. Okay. So then when they return the next morning, their tent has been completely ransacked. Evidence of ransacking. <laughs> ransacking. It's completely <laughs> fucked up, okay? And all of their equipment is kind of like, wasn't there like some kind of jelly Ew, jelly. <laughs> or Over only the one guy's stuff, yeah. On Ew. the one guy's camera equipment. Was it the one that it hit was the rock? Ec- yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. All right, he done pissed somebody off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like ectoplasmy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Green We goo. all remember that. All right. As this kind of shit continues for a bit, right, they get lost. They hear and see strange, unexplainable shit. They slip slowly into madness, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. That is, though, until one night, Josh disappears from the tent. So... He's the one that knocked the shit over. His shit was slammed. And now he's gone. Uh Uh-oh. They begin hearing what sounds like Josh screaming in pain all around their tent at night. Okay? And they Mm -hmm. also find, like, pieces of his clothing with teeth and bloody things in it. It's not looking good for for old Josh either. Not looking good for you. But they eventually decide to follow the sounds of him screaming Mm -hmm. one night. Probably not smart. Which, in my opinion, is a really bad idea. Wait till morning. Wait till morning. Or just, Josh, I'm going to send a search party out for you when I get back to my car. I don't know you that well, man. We just met. (laughs) We just met. We just met. Your juicy peach is what knocked over those rocks. So Every man for himself. We'll come back for you later, Josh. (laughs) Obviously, don't get lost in the woods with me. All right. It leads them to an abandoned house. Mm. Okay, and inside they find small bloody handprints on the wall. And And we're all out. As Eddie Murphy would say, gotta go. (laughs) Gotta go. So they don't explain this, Mm -hmm. but this lets the audience know that this house belonged to Rustin Parr, the man from the 40s who murdered all of those children, right? That's what the hands are Mm -hmm. telling us. 
Uh, Josh is nowhere to be found, and Mike and Heather get separated. Okay, everyone's screaming. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) It's It's anarchy. It's anarchy. Heather finally finds Mike in the basement, standing in the corner. Uh, And he doesn't respond. He doesn't move. She's screaming at him, and he is just unresponsive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heather's camera suddenly drops to the ground, and everything goes silent. Mm -hmm. And that is the end of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in 1999, that ending scared the fucking shit out of me. When I watched it again as an adult, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, okay. But th- yeah, I'm, you're going to tell us why. why I'm going it was to so... tell you why. Mm-hmm. So my lesson is the impact of the Blair Witch Project. Okay. Because I looked into like if this was based on an actual witch. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like loosey-goosey. Yeah. There are accounts of like witches in mm-hmm. Maryland that mm-hmm. it's the same old story. Yeah. Like a woman did absolutely nothing wrong, right. got shunned from her town, and yeah. they killed her. Yeah. Why? Kind of like yes. uh, Bathsheba Sherman. Yeah. It was very much like that. Yes. Yeah. And when I was doing my research for the Bell Witch, they said that it was based on the Blair Witch. I could find no evidence of that whatsoever. Right. And this is why, like, you're mm-hmm. going to see why mm-hmm. it gets okay. confusing. Okay. So I want to talk about how the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this I find fascinating. Okay. All right, so the writers first came up with the concept in the early 90s while they were studying film at the University of Central Florida. Okay. It took years of development, though, and they didn't even start casting until 1997. Gotcha. One of the biggest hurdles was finding actors who could improvise. Okay. Remember when you made me take improv improv classes? I hated you for that. Yeah. I literally hey, you had to be it. the best fairy in the realm at the Renaissance Festival. Oh, my God. I just pictured Michael Scott with the uh, finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally me. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> All right. So even though there was a detailed script outline for the mm-hmm. movie, the final dialogue was almost completely improvised. Right. So the casting call read, like, you can find a little clip of it. Improvisational feature film, extremely challenging roles shot under difficult conditions. Yeah. So it was sign kind of, me up. Sign me right up. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to find people yeah. that could do this. Sure. So they finally found them, right? Heather, Joshua, and Michael. And the three actors were to essentially play fictionalized versions of themselves. Yeah. I did read that they were originally going to have like character names, mm-hmm. but they opted to keep their own to make the dialogue feel more. Natural. Natural when they were talking to each other. That's why their names are the same. So once in Maryland, the cast was driven around to get a feel for the land. Okay. Okay. They were also given the mythology of the Blair Witch. Okay. Which was made up. (laughs) Okay. I made that up. Made this all up. There was some training involved because the three actors would be almost completely alone the whole time. So, like, camping 101, Mm. how to film with the cameras, how to run audio. Wow. Et cetera. Okay. I think it was only like a two-day training, though. I mean, oh, it was geez. very quick. Very yeah. quick. Yeah, low budget. Yes. So once it was go time, the three were given camera equipment, a loose set of instructions, and a GPS with various waypoints of, like, where to camp programmed in. Ugh. So the writers in the crew mm-hmm. went and set up these waypoints beforehand. Okay. So they knew where to— Okay. Control the gags. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. Right, so the actors knew little to nothing other than this. They knew that stuff was going to happen on the way to Mm. or at each destination point, 
but they didn't know what. A prolonged haunted house. Ugh, terrifying. Exactly. Um, At each camping point, there were hidden film canisters, Mm -hmm. right, for each actor with individual directing notes for that specific night Uh, and scene. Okay. So they were not to tell the others what their notes were. Okay. And so they they were finding out. As they were going along. As their characters were finding wow. out to keep it very yeah, natural. Yeah. Yes. Other than that, they communicated with the directors and crew only when necessary via walkie-talkie, like if something went wow. wrong. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I've over- fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> exactly. Walkie-talkie. <laughs> SOS, SOS. I miss walkie-talkies. We should get some. <laughs> Let's do it. Catch me like walkie-talking you from my room that's like two inches oh, wacky-tacky. Your- Hello. I like those intercoms that you just hit. I'm in like, the other room. Mom, are you up? <laughs> yeah, let's nix that idea. <laughs> She's like, please, God, no. Okay, so over time, their food supply was actually rationed mm-hmm. in a safe way. Mm-hmm. They were told all of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. they had to agree to it. Before You're not getting any up. s'mores. No fucking s'mores no. for you. Um, and this made the actors actually become irritable with one another, right? They were safe, but made to feel as uncomfortable as possible. What are you getting? Twigs and berries. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Most people are not down with that. No. I think it said, like, at the end, they were down to, like, a power bar and a bottle of water. Oh, Lord. For, like, the whole day. Uh, And again, with me and the juice cleanse, that's enough to make me, (laughs) I'd attack that Blair Witch, like, 20 minutes (laughs) in. Come at me, fucking bitch. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you need for Mm -hmm. me. All right, so you had actors who didn't look like actors. Okay, yeah. That was also important. They weren't, like, Hollywood movie stars. right. Okay, they looked like just everyday people. Regular people. Actually filming the movie. Yeah. Alone in the woods with little directing or interference. Yeah. I mean, is this a good time to bring up the fact that when she's talking in the camera and the boogers are coming out? <laughs> yeah. Do you bring that up? I'm going to bring oh, that up. Okay. Yes. That's disturbing. Yeah. Let yeah. me okay. get this line All out right. and we'll talk about that. So this <laughs> led to real-time, authentic reactions yeah. to what was going on around yeah. them. Mix that with very practical, simple effects like the twigs and uh-huh. branches yeah, uh-huh. okay, that did not scare Laura. Yeah. And you had a movie that felt 100% real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the snot. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the snot. The most iconic scene, and again, I feel like even if you haven't seen the movie. You've seen this. You've seen this scene. So (laughs) it's a very, like, point of view. Heather goes off on her own, and in her film canister that day, it said, just go off. Creates not. (laughs) Creates not. Go off and act like you're about to die and act like your family would be finding this footage, like you're talking. Okay. Okay. So she, like before selfies were a thing, Mm -hmm. right? She's like filming her face. Mm -hmm. And so you get this really... Close up. Close up view of her face, but it's very intimate. Every pore, every line, every wrinkle. (laughs) You're seeing every nose hair. Yeah, yeah. It was at an upward angle, so you're really getting the nostrils. Yeah, yes. You know? But the performance she gives is wild. Yeah. She's like... Obviously crying. The mm-hmm. snot bubbles are co- coming, coming out. out. She's saying, like, this is my fault. We got lost in the woods. We're going to die. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I love my family. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was watching some stuff about the movie, and someone said that they don't think that this movie would have done anything had that scene not been oh, in it. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, probably. There was something about the angle it was shot at yes. and her performance that yeah. just, you, it felt very real. Well, and they were smart in marketing at that. Like, you know, their marketing was... Lore, that's my oh, next part. Oh, shit. No, Models. that's good. You oh, okay. led me right into it. All right, So good. this is why it felt even more real. Mm-hmm. So given what I just said. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about how it was marketed. Yeah. Because this is like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. It was marketed as a true Story. Yes. Okay, so before the movie even premiered, so like sometime in 1998, a website was created that went into the disappearance of these three film students Uh, as if it actually happened. happened. And so you have to put yourself in 1998. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is brand new. Brand new. A timeline was created for the disappearance. There were biographies written for each student. The mythology was laid out of the Blair Witch. So smart. Okay, so again, you have to imagine that this was like before social media. Yes. This felt very real to those who came across it because Mm -hmm. it had never been done before. So like, why would they think anything? Yeah. It was fake. And at the time, the internet just wasn't the same. Oh, sure. So information wasn't as easily accessible. Like you couldn't just go and find out, oh, these people are actors. Right. Especially because they hadn't done anything before. There was no information. They had no street cred. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They were fucking nobodies. No, just kidding. Online message boards started popping up. People were dedicated to finding these three film oh, students. My goodness. Missing posters were I wonder created. If those people feel really dumb about now. Do you think? Like the people that were like, I'm going out to find them. <laughs> well, dude, it dun, was dun, like. Dun, it's a movie. It's I fake. remember watching yeah. it in 1999 being mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what yeah. happened to these yeah. people? Yeah. Yeah. And even when I posted that we were doing this, um, I got a few DMs that yeah. were like, I thought this was real yeah. for years. So right. don't feel dumb. Yeah. We all fell for it. Yeah. Hey, I'm still looking for Bigfoot in the woods. So exactly. You know. Exactly. So everyone was either scared shitless mm-hmm. and thought this really happened yeah. or they were trying to debunk the oh, whole okay. thing yeah so either way the marketing it fucking worked right mm-hmm. when the film premiered at sundance in 1999 there was already this huge buzz yeah because of the website yes so lots wow. of build up that is smart and i think i can find a link of like what the website looked like and i will link it on okay. our website um it wasn't until the actors actually started doing press and appearing on talk shows that people realized oh it oh, wasn't shit. real, and yes. this was just Here a movie. Hello, but even after this, and to this day, some people think that the movie and legend is real. Okay, like they think those people actually disappeared, and the people we see are actors. Oh, like there's still conspiracy yes, yes, theories. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. So this is now known as one of the first big viral marketing campaigns for a film ever. Smart. Yes. While Blair Witch wasn't the first found footage film to be made. It was the first to become a massive hit. Wow. Okay. So I normally don't talk budget, but I had to. And yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna shart your pants. Okay. The budget was sixty thousand dollars. Okay. And it grossed two hundred and fifty million. Holy shit. At the box office. Wow. That is not a clinker. I'm rich. It could be a <laughs> clinker, rich, man. but it's a twenty-four karat gold clinker. <laughs> right? Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because it made a lot out of very little. Yeah. Okay. It inspired a whole new generation of amateur filmmakers to yeah. get out there and make films, regardless yeah. of what you had at your fingertips. Right. Saw. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like, because they're, I mean, this was shot literally, you can go to Best Buy and get the camera they fucking used in the woods. let's take our equipment out and and we'll do it right now. That's what I mean. We could. And that was it very inspiring Mm -hmm. to people. It also inspired a lot of like jokes and imitations that swept the early 2000s. All right. Think scary movie. You will see like spoofs (laughs) of that, that snot scene we talked about everywhere. And God damn, they're funny. Every time. It is. Every time. Um, And lots of found footage movies came after it, kind of revamping that genre. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Did I, did I explain it? You explained it and I get it. Yeah. So like we watched it obviously Mm -hmm. and I love this movie. So Mm -hmm. does Jake. Mm -hmm. It's one of Jake's favorites actually. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's not the same now. Right, I, I will right. say, like, it doesn't hit the yeah, same. It's kind of like the sixth sense. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, once you already know what's going on. And again, there was something, I think I saw a quote, and I'll try to find the article. It was like, there was some something looming in 1999 because technology was coming out, uh-huh. and it felt like it could be bad. Okay. And this movie hit uh, right at that time. Okay. And so it just... If you grew up mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. were young or, like, you grew up, like you said, you went to yeah. the theater, it was packed. Yeah. This movie, man, it was a fucking yeah game big changer. deal. Game changer. Big fucking deal. Yeah. And I remember the first time I watched it, I think my dad, it was at my cousin's sleepover, and I think he pulled me out of the room. He's like, you can't watch it. It's too spooky. <laughs> it's too spooky. So I was like five. Real people have died in the making of this film. <laughs> You can't watch people actually fucking die because people thought it yeah. was so real. Right. And, like, again, today— would be very hard to pull off. Oh, yeah. Almost impossible. Yeah. In my mind, I mean, I know there's, like, deep fakes and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you can find the information. You could go on IMDb and be like, oh, they're an actor. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. It just wasn't the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. The impact of it, Monumental. Monumental. Yes. Yes. That is why it is on every list. I got you. You got, I got it? you. Yep. Did I redeem? I have been schooled. <laughs> You've been schooled. I have. I think it's fascinating the way they shot the movie. So creative. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. It has that pit, like, you know, when we talk about Pittsburgh filmmakers that were just yes. out there fucking doing yes. it. Yep. It has that, like, we're just going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> we're Absolutely. just going to go out there and, and fucking I, do And it. I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. 10 out of 10 in my book. I love it. Go watch the movie. You have to watch it. At night, in the dark. Don't be trying to watch this during the day. Eating it will s'more. not scare you. <laughs> eating, eating, preferably a eating a s'more. Yeah, but you know, I've tried yeah. to watch it during the day, and I'm like, this isn't scary at all. <laughs> this part sucks. Has to be at night, out in the night. woods, in a tent. Set the stage. You yeah, know, set, right, right. Give yourself a vibe. <laughs> all right. Would you like some fun and random facts? I sure would. All right. Yes, Burkittsville, Maryland, is a real place. Okay. Which is again added to the. People thought the spook this factor. was fucking real. Yeah. Um, very small town, from what I can gather. Was actually only shown twice in the film, I think, okay. because it's so small. Oh, wow. And we got an- the whole angle. <laughs> Two shots. <laughs> exactly. I think it was the cemetery and the Welcome to Ver- Burkittsville sign, which has been stolen quite a few times. Oh, geez. Which leads me to the town was not happy about this. Oh, I bet. They were like a small little quiet town. Yes. And this brought a lot of people in that again thought this legend oh my was real. Yes. And it's like you ruined the history of our town because oh it's no. all bullshit. And so Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, bummer. I found some interesting articles about the town if you're oh, okay. if you're into that. Yeah. Um Heather Donahue's mother received sympathy cards from people who believe that her daughter was actually dead or oh, missing. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? That, that is. 
Um, the actors had a code word for when they wanted to speak out of character. The word? You want to guess? I have no idea. Taco. <laughs> taco? I like wow, that. tacos, even popular back then. <laughs> what? I feel like tacos have become like, oh my gosh, everybody. It's like what the fuck? fancy tacos, all taco, taco, taco trucks. When have tacos not been? It's a regional cuisine that's been in existence no, for fucking ever. tacos were not a big thing when I was young. No. <laughs> Laura had never heard of a taco until 2015. We never ate tacos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're so cute. All right. <laughs> the film was shot in eight days. Wow. That's it. But it wow. took eight months to edit. I bet. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, the final day of shooting took place on Halloween. Mm. So at the beginning of the Spookier film. yet. Yeah. When you're going through the town, you'll see like Bisto-esque Halloween uh, de- decorations. Oh, fuck me. Bistol. God damn it, Jake. Let me have my Bisto. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me have it. Okay. Other names, ideas for the movie included the Blair Witch Tapes and the Black Hill Project. Hmm. Neither of which just packed the that same punch, ring, right? Yeah. Um, the word fuck is said at least 150 times. Well, from what I can yeah, tell. You could have slid right into that role. That's what I said. This was made <laughs> the perfect, for me. the perfect role for you. Dude, and I would have been saying it more if you took my food away. Except That's that you were down to a power bar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it would have been like 500. I clocked 500 fucks. Uh, the last scene was shot in a historic home from the 19th century called the Griggs House. Mm. That was terrifying. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. That's a big no for well, me. That's one thing I've never understood where, like, homes where, you know, despicable things have happened and they've been abandoned for, like, yeah. 50 years. Why don't you just, rich, r- like, uh, rip, that, thing rip down. that bitch down? Well, it didn't actually happen, Laura. I know, but <laughs> there are—but historically there are <laughs> yes. homes that that, you know, yeah, just is the case. just tear it down. Just tear that know. bitch down. Go ask Zach Bagans. He buys all of them. Yeah, That's why they can't was... tear them down. Zach Bagans is fucking buying every oh, single one. Zachary. Oh, God. Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephen King was, like, famously so disturbed by this movie the first time he watched it that he had to shut it off midway. What? Stephen King. Wow. Mm-hmm. The master. I think people thought it was... A snuff film. Oh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so very disturbing if you think, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Eli Roth's History of Horror, Mm -hmm. horror, love that, which you can find on Shudder, Mm -hmm. could not recommend that enough if you are a horror fan. I love it. Um, There is an episode on witches, Mm -hmm. and it goes into the Blair Witch first. Love it. The first witch movie they talk about. And one note I really liked, um, someone said it was scary because you never saw the witch. Mm -hmm. Instead, she's everywhere. The woods become the witch. Yep. Like, they never really, if you go for plot, the witch is never really, has nothing to do with it at all. No, not at all. My thing is, like, did the witch haunt that guy and that's why he killed all those kids? Like, was that what they were kind of alluding to? I don't know. That was what I... Jake? That's kind of what I think. I mean, the fact that they never really address it kind of makes it a little spookier, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess you're right. Mm -hmm. It was just like the witch was in the woods, and so anyone that was in there... Bad shit happened is what yeah, I kind of right, thought. Right, I don't know. Right, yeah. Um, in reality, it was more about the experience, the feeling that mm. the film gave you. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Um, lastly, this is fun. Hunt a Killer. It's like a gaming company. Mm-hmm. Has a tabletop role-playing game about the Blair Witch Project that's pretty damn fun. Me and Jake received it as a gift yes. from my dad. Yeah. It is fun. They send you like little case files 
like yeah. once a month and you have to put clues together and figure figure shit out figure shit out to get your next round of clues nice it's fun yeah that's yeah. a nice fun thing yeah awesome go check it out so that is the Blair Witch wait 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 Wait. I have one more fun fact. One more fun fact? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it just cool. hit my head. I All didn't right. have it written down. Yeah. Heather Donahue, who plays Heather Donahue yeah. uh, in the film, now grows weed. <sighs> Sweet. Yeah. Like nice. legal. That's what she does. <laughs> That's what she does. Nice. Fuck yeah. Good investment. Dude, do you need a product tester? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I can come up with fire names for weed too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Sheba Chiba. <laughs> Donahue Goo. Don't you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Jake, Jake's thought a lot about it. We'll open up our P.O. box. It's just, you know. <laughs> but you I think it's funny, though, in the movie, she says real quick, like, does anyone have any weed? And ah. then so I think she's it's like, cute. I'm going to grow some weed. <laughs> you know what? Light bulb. There you go. There all you right. go. That's all I have for you now. Awesome. All right. I'm up. I'm You're up. up to bat, Laura. Yes. And today, this has been much requested. It's been on my list for a while. People really wanted you to do this one. They really wanted me to do it. And I wanted to do it because even though. I say over and over again, I'm not a Disney fan. <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite, like, more Newer. recent. Yes. yes. I, you know, I have my favorites as a kid. Right. Um, but definitely this, Brave, is what I'm doing. Brave. Yes. I is one of this. my uh, favorite newer Disney flicks. Fuck yeah. Lore eloquently said. <laughs> yes. There we go. I'm trying. Smooth. Smooth. I'm a smooth talker. operator. There you go. 2012 American animated fantasy film. Yes. Produced by Pixar. Mm. Released by Disney. Uh, directed by Mark Andrews and Brenda Chapman and written by Brenda Chapman. Okay, go Brenda. All right. Remember that name. Uh, the budget, $185 million. <laughs> Uh, and it took in 540.4 mil. Okay, so they're doing fine. They're doing they're doing fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Here is your cast. Okay. Kelly McDonald as Merida. Yes. Emma Thompson as Queen Eleanor. We love you, Emma I Thompson. Know. Billy Connolly as King Fergus. Julie Walters as the witch. Robbie Coltrane as Lord Dingwall. <laughs> Lord uh, Dingwall. Callum O'Neill as Wee Dingwall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin McKidd as Lord McGuffin and Young McGuffin. Okay. Craig Ferguson as Lord McIntosh and Steve Cree as Young McIntosh. Hell yeah. All right. The movie begins with the best character of the whole movie, which, of course, is the score, the music. Oh, right? it's so beautiful. Beautiful. Composed by Patrick Doyle mm. and performed by the London Symphony. Like literally stunning. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Uh, Doyle used traditional Celtic instruments such as the bagpipes, yeah. which to me— I I love oh, a bagpipe. I love a bagpipe. The fiddle, the Celtic harp, flutes, and the Bodoran. Oh, uh, I knew you were. Yes. You know I have a s- fucking special place in my yes. heart for the Bodoran. Me oh too. Oh my gosh. I love it. And if you don't know what it is, it is a tunable handheld frame drum. Yeah, I love and it. And it just is beautiful. It is. So this is the most beautiful music in the world to me. Yeah. I love it. All right, here's your plot. Okay. The scenery, the Celtic symbolism, and the attention to detail is right up Laura's Alley, yeah. right? Here we go. <laughs> the um, um, We have young Merida okay. and her gorgeous head of red curls. Gorgeous. And she's playing hide and seek with her mom. With her mom? With her mom. Okay. It's her birthday and her dad, King Fergus, has made her her very own bow and arrow, right? Oh. Because she loves playing with his. Yeah. Um, her mother objects to this as Merida is a princess and must behave like a proper lady. Okay. 
As Merida hunts for a wayward arrow in the forest, she comes upon a little blue light leading her through the forest. But she's interrupted by her mother as they are preparing to head for home. Okay. Merida tells her mom that she has seen a wisp. A wisp? Yes. Okay. Her mother tells her that the will of the wisps lead you to your fate. Oh, no, I'm going to cry. Uh-huh. Fergus thinks it's nonsense. Fergus? Yes, Fergus. She says your father doesn't believe in magic, and Merida replies, he should because it's true. Oh, go, Merida, go. But at that very moment, the family is attacked by a huge bear. Whoa. They escape, but the bear ate Fergus's leg, and now oh, he shit. has a wooden one. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to that leg. R.I.P. leg. As the beautiful music serenades us and the camera pans over the beautiful Scottish landscape, Mm. Merida narrates, Some say our destiny is tied to the land, as much part of us as we are of it. Others say fate is woven like a cloth, so that one's destiny intertwines with many others. Wow. It's the one thing we search for or fight to change. Some never find it, but there are some who are led. Ouch. Oh, Oh, no, that's so beautiful. Isn't it, though? (laughs) So let's jump 10 years to a young 16-year-old Merida. Okay. Her dad's tale of losing his leg has become a legend, (laughs) and she now has triplet brothers. Uh, uh, So cute. Who get away with murder. (laughs) They are so cute. Uh, But Merida gets away with nothing. Yeah. She is the princess, the example. She has duties, responsibilities, and expectations. Ew. Her entire life is planned out to be just like her mother's. Oh, fuck. Right? Okay. Her days are spent learning to be a proper princess, striving for perfection, which Merida... Merida. Merida. (laughs) Merida. There's been a Merida in Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) Which Merida has no interest in whatsoever. Mm -hmm. One day at dinner, Merida learns that she is to be betrothed to the firstborn son of one of her father's allied clans. That's a no from me. Merida, it's also a no for Hurley. <laughs> You'll be happy to know. Uh-huh. She is not down with this nonsense. No. But Eleanor, her mother, reminds her that if she doesn't follow through on her duty, mm-hmm. it could mean trouble for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Recounting a tale of the past of a prince who refused to abide his father's wishes and destroyed the kingdom. Wow. Okay. Mm. Way, Way to, like, to, lay that shit on yeah, her feet. Right, right. Um, her mom tells her that she has responsibility. And Merida says it is her life, and she wants her freedom to choose for herself who and when she marries. Yes. Yes. Come on. That shouldn't have to be stated. That's right. That's right. But yet it is. Right? (laughs) Here you go. But alas. (laughs) But alas, it is. The relationship between mom and daughter is breaking down. Not great. As each refuses to see the other side. Right. Right? As the clans arrive to participate in the Highland Games for Merida's hand in marriage— Merida gets to choose the event in which the winner takes it all. Yes. The winner takes it all. ABBA. I had to bring it in. (laughs) ABBA TM. Remember that one time you tried to TM Meatloaf? Meatloaf. (laughs) Now I'm TMing ABBA. All right. She, of course, chooses archery. Yes. Yes. Bending the rules to get her own way, she announces that she, as the firstborn, can compete to win her own hand. Yes. Yes. And as a master archer, she wipes the floor with everybody else. Right? Yes. I have to interrupt you because remember, Deer Valley, we also had to do archery. Archery. (laughs) 
epic also, fail. <laughs> epic fail. It also didn't end well. I like tuned that out of my brain. Well, it didn't end well because actually it, we, we can see it in a clip of this movie because there's actually one of the suitors uh, cannot get the arrow in the bow and it just like falls. It goes bink. That was, it's bink. Yeah, that was right. I figured you shot your principal in the dick with an arrow. <laughs> In the ass, at least. Come on. Come on. Yeah, so anyway, uh, because she wiped the floor with the suitors, she shamed and embarrassed the other clans. Oh, no. That's That's not a a good thing. After a huge argument with her mother, Merida takes a sword through the family tapestry and runs away to the forest. Not the family tapestry. The family tapestry, Lee. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's, that's a dismal thing. All I can think of is Leslie Nope's family quilt <laughs> from Parks and Rec. Everybody has a family tapestry, don't you know? Uh, while in the forest, wisps appear and lead her to a cottage of an elderly woodcarver. Wink, wink, a witch. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Okay, this is you. We've talked about you whittling wood before. I do want to whittle wood. <laughs> I know you do. Like Bartles and James. I know you do. I know. i got to get I you some whittling all... equipment. I got some driftwood. I'm ready. Yes, I need some. I actually have some saved on um, some websites. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, with tutorials. All right. <laughs> That's my next crack. Catch her whittling. Somebody get her a cut glove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to end well. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, let's see. Where am I at? You you, you diverted me. Oh, now I'm I so want to just whittle wood. <laughs> um, <laughs> Merida trades her family heirloom for a magical spell to change her mom. Okay. So Merida can change her fate. Ooh, I okay. see. Okay, okay. The witch says, hmm, the last time I did this spell was for a prince. Uh-huh. Okay, sounding familiar. Uh, sounding familiar. The witch whips up a delectable confection for her mom to ingest, and she offers her mom the tasty cake mm-hmm. as a peace offering. Oh, shit. Telling her that she made it with her very own hands. Sneaky. Uh-huh. Mom imbibes <laughs> and immediately takes ill. Oh, shit. And asks Merida to take her to bed. Okay. Uh, where she there quickly turns into a rather large bear. I know. I love that part. Yes, which is a problem in that kingdom since (laughs) Fergus has been seeking revenge on the bear who ate his leg. Who ate his leg. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. The scenes with the mom as the bear is so cute, super cute, because she retains her personality in the bear. And she's she's inhabiting the body of the bear. And she's attempting to be dainty and proper in this (laughs) new big body, even placing the crown on top of the arm, on top of the head. And it's so cute and funny. It is. Um, but she finds that she must compromise and loosen up a bit to survive in her new bear suit. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Like when she tries to eat the blueberries. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Merida and Eleanor flee the castle with the help of the triplets and head back to the witch's cottage. Okay. Only to find it deserted. Oh, no. Yes. In a message explaining she is at the Wicker Man Festival. <laughs> Yeah, with Nicolas Cage. No, it's the OG. It's the, the OG <laughs> movie, not Nicky Cage. Come on. And will not be returning for some time. However, the message is that Merida must mend the bond torn by pride before the second sunrise or Eleanor will remain a bear forever. Oh, no. Yes. The wisps lead the duo to some ancient ruins where they encounter another huge bear, the one that ate Dad's leg. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And they realize that it's the prince from the legend. Okay, I knew that was coming. And that he did not break the curse in time, and he is permanently a, a bear. bear. Yes. Merida says she's going to fix this. Yeah. 
Uh, so she thinks that she has to fix the tapestry. <laughs> well, a <laughs> <laughs> little off base, but to right. save mom, right? Uh, they head back to the castle to get the tapestry, but are quickly found by Fergus, who believes that Eleanor is the bear that attacked him. The bear. Yeah, and that the bear actually ate Eleanor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Eleanor begins losing her humanity and attacks Fergus. Oh, no. She regains her composure and flees the castle. Yeah. Because she's afraid. That you part know? makes me sad. Yeah, I know. Uh, to wrap it up in a timely manner, everyone meets up in the woods. They free the prince from his bear suit. Okay. And his spirit thanks Merida. Yeah. Uh, she covers her mom in the mended tapestry, but she remains a bear. Yeah. It's not until Merida takes responsibility for her part in the feud with her mom, reconciling with her and fulfilling the true meaning of the witch's message that the spell is reversed on her mother and her brothers because those two little or those three little hellions <laughs> ate the remaining cake and, and also turned, turned into, into bears. And they're little tiny and they're little, so cute. Little tiny baby bears. Adorable. Uh Merida, through Eleanor's insistence, tells the clans that the firstborn should be able to marry when they want, to whom they want, and when they fall in love. Yes, because they understand each other now. Yes. (laughs) They've compromised. Yeah. And they've bonded. Mom just had to shut her lips. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And Merida had to cool the temper. Right. Exactly. There you go. This is, oh my God, is this us? familiar. (laughs) (laughs) And they all lived happily ever after. Oh. Right? I love this movie. I love it. Like, adore it. So cute. I love it. And I'm going to tell you why. We've got some fun facts. Yeah? And this is, again, we always say I don't like Disney, but here, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Here's some fun facts. Disney created three original tartan patterns for the movie. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And then Disney went ahead and registered the Dunbrock clan tartan with the Scottish Register of Tartans. Oh, Upon the release of the film. Damn. The tartan consists of ocean blue, which represents the North Sea. Okay. Scarlet, which represents the bloodshed during the clan wars. Mm -hmm. Deep green for the love of the Scottish Highlands. Navy blue for the unity that eventually happens between the clans. Okay. And gray for the inner soul of the Scottish people. Wow. Great. Cool. Yeah. Pixar stated it took historical consideration when choosing the colors using hues that would have been used in dyeing techniques. Okay. Which, of course, would be plants. Right, right. right. Uh, during the historic period of time that the film takes place. I love that. They're, they're, right. They're, <laughs> there's they're, your attention to detail. Pixar the, does not fuck around. There's no. the attention to detail, although there's, you know, some wavering on when the movie actually took place, like historically and okay. when people were killed and all that kind of stuff, but, you know. Um, So if you don't know what a tartan is, it's a woolen woven cloth in different patterns of plaid designed to signify specific clans throughout Scotland. Okay. And usually you'll see it worn in kilts, right? Right. All right. The film was dedicated to Steve Jobs. Really? Yeah, because he passed away before the movie was completed. And throughout the film, you only see Merida eating apples, which is a nod. Okay, cute. Right. There are a lot of firsts in this film. Yeah? Yes. It is the first Pixar movie set in a historic past. Merida is the first Disney princess created by Pixar. Really? She is the first Disney princess not to have a love interest or sing. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Or sing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, She is also Pixar's first film as a female protagonist. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
The film marks the first time in 25 years that Pixar rewrote their animation system. Yeah. And the first to use the Dolby Atmos sound format. Hmm. So um, they were talking specifically about the 1,000 strands of red curls in her head and how they move as she moves. Yeah. Created like this, they had to create this whole new animation. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. So that was very fascinating. Well, they fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. The scenery and detail in this Mm -hmm. is like, oh gosh, so great. Um, When Meredith sets the plate with the enchanted cake for her mom, she places a purple thistle on it, which is the national emblem of Scotland. Oh, Cute. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been some controversy revolving around the film. God damn it. All right. So, Brenda Chapman, first female director at Pixar. That's wild. Okay. Fascinating, right? Um, was actually removed from the film before it was completed over creative differences. What? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of a bitch given the many firsts that we've seen in this film that we just talked about. And that actually Merida is considered by many as the first feminist princess, like, in this movie. And this woman wrote the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that kind of sucks. She solves her own problems without a prince coming to her rescue, which is a big departure from the typical docile princess traditionally represented at Disney. Okay. Um, But we see a lot of people upset because after the film came out, you know, through marketing and, uh, you know, the film came out, and then, you know, you have, like, dresses and and dolls and, you know, Merchandise. merchandising <laughs> where they tried to tweak Merida and make her a little bit more Disney princess-esque. Oh, no way. And people were not down with that. I'm not down with that. What the fuck? I'm not down with that either. What, they polish her up? Polish her up. Ew. Suck it. <laughs> Suck, Suck it. Suck it. Um, which is some of the reasons why I don't like Disney. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I don't like Disney either. Right? Right. Okay. That's um, a... That's a Topic that's for another a, that's day. a topic for another day. All right, so what is my lesson? Please tell me it's wisps. It is. <gasps> Yay, okay. Yes, the will of the wisps yes. play a large role in our movie and are seen as neutral creatures by nature. Okay. It hints that these are spirits of the dead who assist the living by leading them to their fate. Are you kidding me? Yes, but the true mythology is a wee bit different. A wee bit? A wee okay. bit. A little Scottish yes. cutie. <laughs> so let's wee bit. So let's take a look. Okay. All right, will of the wisp or will o wisp mm-hmm. or ignis fatus which mm. means foolish fire okay because it's not real right it's an illusion oh i see is described as an atmospheric ghost light ghost light yes. that's pretty a bluish phantom light or ball of light mm-hmm. that is either so bright it can hurt your eyes or so dim you will have to squint to catch a glimpse oh so it's like a little elusive. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Most often spotted by travelers near swamps, marshes, moors, and bogs. 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 Um, specifically in England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Wow. Right. Okay. Uh, but most cultures have their own version of the Will of the Wisp, but they go by different names. Sure. Uh, known to lure and mislead unsuspecting travelers off of their path mm. because they resemble a flickering lamp or lantern. Oh, I see. Cute, yes, right? very. So although described in the movie as neutral, mm-hmm. will-o'-the-wisps are almost always considered malevolent beings. No shit. Okay, yes. a little spicy. Yes. Not only leading travelers to dangerous places, but they are also seen as harbingers of death. 
and often appear at the site of a tragedy before it takes place. Oh, shit. Okay. Kind of like Mothman. I was just going to say. Yes. So the origin story could shed a little light. Uh, So let's talk about that. Okay, give it to me. All right. In Britain, Ireland, Scotland, the -the Will-O-The-Wisp goes by many names. Mm -hmm. They're also known as Spunkies, (gasps) Hippie Punk, Puka, Joan the Wad. I thought Uh, if they're seen near a graveyard, they're called ghost candles. Oh, I like and that. And folklorists refer to them as hobby lanterns. Wow. And they associate them with the fae or elementals. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Even in the United States, they have their own version of Will-O-The-Wisp. Really? Known, as, um, known in paranormal circles as orbs. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not see that coming. Or by folklorists as ghost lights or spook lights. Ooh, spook lights. But the most famous Will-O-The-Wisp is known as a jack-o'-lantern. What? Yes. Okay. All right, the term Will-O-The-Wisp comes from a wisp, which is a bundle of sticks or paper that could be used to make a torch, mm-hmm. um, and then the name Will. Okay. So, Will of the Torch. Mm. And jack-o'-lanterns or Jack of the Lantern, originally referred to a Will of the Wisp. No shit. hmm Yes. So, in each tale, either Will or Jack okay. are doomed to wander the earth for some misdeed. Yeah. Okay? Will was a blacksmith who led such a bad life that he was turned away from heaven, and the devil didn't want him either. Oh, shit. He gives him one coal in which to light his way mm-hmm. as he wanders the earth for eternity, using the light to lead travelers to their doom. Using the light. The light. <laughs> the light of the day. Uh, of course, the Irish version is that of Stingy Jack. Mm-hmm. When the devil comes to collect his nasty soul, Jack tricks him and thus is not granted entrance into the devil's playpen. Okay. Uh, but he is given an ember from hell to place in a turnip, which serves as a lantern. Again, leading the travelers astray. The old turnip. The old turnip. Uh, although the tale leads us to believe supernatural forces and magic are at work, mm-hmm. will of the wisps are very real phenomena, which modern phenomena phenomena phenomena, which modern day scientists have have some theories about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here they go. Yes. Will of the wisps may be a product of what scientists call bioluminescent fungus or algae. What? That grows predominantly in marshy areas. Okay. Yeah. These plants undergo an interesting chemical process, causing them to produce light, much like a firefly. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. That's very cool. But here's another take. Okay. All right. It may be a mixture of gases that cause the lights. In bogs and marshes, oftentimes plant material will sink underwater before it has the opportunity to decompose. Yeah. It begins to undergo a strange type of decomposition while under the water, and the process releases methane gas. (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking about flatulence early. We always are. Carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and phosphines into the air. Okay. Methane is considered (laughs) highly flammable. And phosphines can spontaneously combust as they come into contact with air. Okay. So the combination of the two could cause a burning ball of blue light that appears to hover over the marsh or bog. So you're just telling me that this is plants farting? <laughs> Decompo- yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah I'm trying. Basically, yeah. yes. And this concept dates all the way back to a publication in 1596. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. 
That's wild. Fascinating, right? Yeah, very cool. But in pop culture, Will-O-The-Wisp makes an appearance in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. In Lewis Carroll's The Hunting of the Snark, The Never-Ending Story, The Spiderwick Chronicles, which they're described as fat fireflies that lead travelers astray. Oh. (laughs) In The Lord of the Rings, when Frodo and Samwise are trudging through the bogs, Gollum tells them not to follow the lights. Or the will of the wisps. Jake, did you hear that? I or, sure did. Or they will keep the dead company and have little candles of their own. Oh. It is mentioned as a magical beast named a hinky punk in Harry Potter's The Prisoner of Azkaban okay. that carries a lantern and leads the travelers astray. Wow. And of course, this adorable movie that we just talked about today. Oh, I love them in this one. Yes. I do. Yeah, so that's Brave, and that's Will of the Wisps. Oh, I love that. Isn't that cute? You know what I like? Because you said they're known to be, like, kind of mischievous. Mm-hmm. It, even in Brave. I mean— yeah. They're, they're le- mischievous. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they're yeah basically saying, kind of like uh, when one door opens, another you know, or one door closes, another opens. I need to reverse my. <laughs> I think all the doors are just getting closed reverse. in our yeah, faces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's it might be leading you to your true path, but through a path trials. you don't want to go yeah. to trials and tribulations. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And which makes really it like in... a mischievous yeah. entity. Yeah. Hey man. Or it's just a plant fart. <laughs> or a plant fart. Or a fungus. You you decide. <laughs> Firefly fungus. But isn't that interesting, yeah. though? Like, it might be, but this really cool folk- folklore came yeah. out of it. Yeah. That's well, really neat. I mean, think about it. If you go way back, if you're walking along a path and you see a hovering blue light and, you know. Your brain's not going to say, that's a plant farting. <laughs> that's right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to think that's something supernatural. Right, of course. Yeah. And then it. You know, it just builds from there. Builds this folklore, which That's goes so through cool. generations. It's so cool. And so, stories yeah. and music. I mean, I think I read Miles Davis had a, a song called Will of the Wisp. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Oh, I so love So fascinating. That. Laura, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, you say that all the time. Because this, I like what you do. I like what you do. Cute. We're a good combo. We are. Yes, that I love it. really beautiful. Yes, I love it. And that's another one in the books, Lee. Yay! Yay! Oh, I can't High wait five. to share that movie with the little bean. I know. Oh. That, this is one of my favorite newer. That's a good but one. it was like 10 years ago. That's... Yeah. When you said, what did you say, 2012? Yeah. That shocked me. Me too. I thought this just came out a couple years ago. Laura's <laughs> like a little, I'm behind. A little late behind to the, the punch. time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was a special one. It was good. I liked that. Yes. 10 out of 10. Yay. Dr. Jake, what'd you think? I loved it. I, these ones that recall um, like generational folklore, like going Stories, back to like yeah. the British Isles, that mm-hmm. there's just something so special about magical. that kind of shit for me. Something so magical. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, something yeah. so magical. Bringing that Celtic music with some uh, bagpipes and boatarans and I'm there. That all, it tugs on all of our oh, heartstrings yes, over here. Yes, so. for sure. Yes, yes, up top, my friend. Yes. All right. right. Well, with that, are you ready for Killer Quotes of the Week? I sure am. Your turn, Laura. I'm up. Reach in oh my the gosh, pumpkin. Let me reach in there. What All you right. got today? What do I got? Let me see what's up here. Um, we're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one. Ooh, Aww. that's from Doctor Who. Oh, at Danielle underscore Marie. <gasps> 
Thank you, Danielle Marie. Yes. I love oh, it. That's I like cute. that one. That's and a good I one. love Doctor Who. I know you do. Oh, wow. Okay. Very awesome. What a nice episode. That was. And, you know, we all need it. We do. Yeah. We, we all do. need a little extra magic. We sure do. This week. So <laughs> every day. Every day we're sending you all giant hugs and lots of love. Yes. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flippity flop. Catch you on the flip-flop later. All right, TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.